0: morning prayer begins on page 3 of the prayer book. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. O Lord, open thou our lips.
1: And our mouth shall show forth thy praise.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised.
0: Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, Psalm 10 on page 353 Why standest thou so far off, O Lord, And hidest thy face in the needful time of trouble?
1: The ungodly, for his own lust, doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the crafty wildliness that they have imagined.
0: For the ungodly hath made boast of his own heart's desire, and speaketh good of the covetous whom the Lord abhorreth.
1: The ungodly is so proud that he careth not for God. Neither is God in all his thoughts.
0: His ways are alway grievous. Thy judgments are far above out of his sight. And therefore defieth he all his enemies.
1: For he hath said in his heart, Cush, I shall never be cast down. There shall no harm happen unto me. His
0: mouth is full of cursing, deceit, and fraud. Under his tongue is ungodliness and vanity.
1: He sitteth lurking in the thievish corners of the streets. And privily in his lurking dens doth he murder the innocent. His eyes are set against the poor.
0: For he lieth waiting secretly, even as a lion lurketh he in his den, that he may ravish the poor.
1: He doth ravish the poor when he getteth him into his net.
0: He falleth down, and humbleth himself, that the congregation of the poor may fall into the hands of his captains.
1: He hath said in his heart, Tush, God hath forgotten. He hideth away his face, and he will never see it.
0: Arise, O Lord, and lift up thine hand. Forget not the poor.
1: Wherefore, should the wicked blaspheme God, While he doth say in his heart, Tush, thou, God, carest not for it.
0: Surely thou hast seen it, for thou beholdest ungodliness and wrong, that thou mayest take the matter into thy hand.
1: The poor committeth himself unto thee, for thou art the helper of the friendless.
0: Break thou the power of the ungodly and malicious. Search out his ungodliness until thou find none.
1: The Lord is king for ever and ever, and the heathen are perished out of the land.
0: Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the poor, thou preparest their heart, and thine ear hearkeneth.
1: To help the fatherless and poor unto their right, that the man of the earth be no more exalted against them.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost
1: as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here begins the 25th chapter of the first book of Samuel. Then Samuel died, and the Israelites gathered together and lamented for him, and buried him at his home in Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Now there was a man in Moan, whose business was in Carmel, and the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and a 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance. But the man was harsh and evil in his doings. He was of the house of Caleb. When David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep, David sent 10 young men. And David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel, go to Nabal, and greet him in my name, and thus you shall say to him who lives in prosperity, Peace be to you, peace to your house, and peace to all that you have. Now I have heard that you have shearers, your shepherds, were with us, and we did not hurt them, nor was there anything missing from them, all the while they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we come on a feast day. Please give whatever comes to your hand to your servants and to your son, David. So when David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal according to all the words in the name of David, all these words in the name of David and waited. Then Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David and who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who break away each one from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed for my shearers and give it to men whom, when I do not know where they are from? So David's young men turned on their heels and went back, and they came and told him all these words. Then David said to his men, Every man gird on his sword. So every man girded on his sword, and David also girded on his sword. And about 400 men went with David, and 200 stayed with the supplies. Now one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he reviled them. But the men were very good to us, and we were not hurt, nor did we miss anything as long as we accompanied them when we were in the fields. They were a wall to us both by night and day, all the time we were with them keeping the sheep. Now, therefore, know and consider what you will do, for harm is determined against our master and against all his household, for he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste and took two hundred loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five seahs of roasted grain, one hundred clusters of raisins and two hundred cakes of figs, and loaded them on donkeys. And she said to her servants, Go on before me, see, I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. So it was, as she rode on the donkey, that she went down under cover of the hill, and there were David and his men coming down toward her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain have I protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missing of all that belongs to him, and he has repaid me evil for good. May God do so and more also to the enemies of David, if I leave one male of all who belong to him by morning light. Now when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from the donkey, fell on her face before David, and bowed down to the ground. So she fell at his feet and said, On me, my lord, on me let this iniquity be, And please let your maidservant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maidservant. Please let not my lord regard this scoundrel Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my lord whom you sent. Now therefore, my lord, as the lord lives and as your soul lives, Since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hand, now then let your enemies and those who seek harm for my Lord be as Nabal. And now this present which your maidservant has brought to my Lord, let it be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive the trespass of your maidservant. for The Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Yet a man has risen to pursue you and seek your life, but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God, and the lives of your enemies he shall sling out as from the pocket of a sling. And it shall come to pass when the Lord has done for my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you and has appointed you ruler over Israel, that this will be no grief to you, nor offense of heart to my Lord, either that you have shed blood without cause or that my Lord has avenged himself. But when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, then remember your maid servant. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel who sent you this day to meet me, and blessed is your advice and blessed are you, because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and from avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed, as the Lord God of Israel lives, who has kept me back from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me, surely by morning light, no males would have been left to Nabal. So David received from her hand what she had brought him and said to her, Go up in peace to your house. See, I have heeded your voice and respected your person. Now Abigail went to Nabal, and there he was holding a feast in his house like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was very merry within him, for he was very drunk. Therefore she told him nothing, little or much, until morning light. So it was in the morning, when the wine had gone from Nabal, and his wife had told him these things, that his heart died within him, and he became like a stone. Then it happened, after about ten days, that the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. So when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal and has kept his servant from evil. For The Lord has returned the wickedness of Nabal on his own head. And David sent and proposed to Abigail to take her as his wife. When the servants of David had come to Abigail at Carmel, they spoke to her, saying, David sent us to you to ask you to become his wife. Then she arose, bowed her face to the earth, and said, Here is your maidservant, a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my lord. So Abigail rose in haste and rode on a donkey attended by five of her maidens, and she followed the messengers of David and became his wife. David also took Ahinoam of Jezreel, and so both of them were his wives. But Saul had given Michal his daughter, David's wife, to Palti, the son of Laish who was from Gallum. Here ends
3: the first lesson. Benedictus
0: S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here begins the 31st verse of the 18th chapter of the gospel according to St. Luke. Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles, and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. But they understood none of these sayings. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. Then it happened, as he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging, and hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, and he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet but he cried out all the more son of David have mercy on me so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him and when he had come near he asked him saying what do you want me to do for you he said Lord that I may receive my sight then Jesus said to him receive your sight your faith has made you well And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Here ends the second
3: lesson. Benedictus on page
0: 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us.
1: And grant us thy salvation.
0: O God, make our hearts within us.
1: And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
0: Grant to us, Lord, we beseech thee, the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right. That we who cannot do anything that is good without thee may by thee be enabled to live according to thy will through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, who services perfect freedom, Defendest thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord.
3: Amen. Good
0: morning to all. We'll work backward through our lessons today and start with Luke. Uh, and this is the gospel that we read in church for Quinquagesima, um, where Jesus says, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem. And this kind of marks the the idea of the journey through Lent to Easter as, as epitomizing uh, the journey through life to the resurrection. And he prophesies his crucifixion, the son of man will be betrayed and mocked and spit upon, they'll put him to death, and the third day, third day he'll rise again. But the key uh, in Luke's telling here, the, the key line is he tells us that they understood none of these things, <laughs> the saying, and the saying was hidden from them. And the the thing that they didn't understand was he just told me he's gonna die, but they're expecting Jesus to bring the kingdom uh to Israel and, and to and to triumph. So they don't understand yet how the cross, how death can comport with victory and triumph. And then at the end of this story, um the the, the blind man he gets he's kind of a, a symbol symbolic of their healing because um, he cries out for mercy, and and he receives his sight so he can see uh, where the disciples earlier in this passage do not see. And when we get to the end of Luke's gospel in the resurrection accounts, when Jesus the risen Christ appears to the, the apostles in the upper room, um, St. Luke will tell us that he, opens their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. And then he says that it it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to enter into his glory. So part of the vision given by the risen Christ is understanding the necessity of the cross, why, why it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and then enter into his glory. And this is, of course, not just a fact about Christ, but is also a insight into the Christian life. The idea of their own cross-bearing is our own pathway to the resurrection. And the the cross-bearing means walking the path of prayer and faithfulness in obedience to Christ and not being distracted into other things in the world where we, in disobedience and unfaithfulness, Attempt to procure some happiness on our own, and that's to change the exchange the temporal for the eternal. And this can lead us to to the, the story in Samuel, where where David has a, a serious temptation. And it's sort of interesting in this Samuel narrative that the previous chapter David had had this great moment of self-control and restraint with Saul in the cave. He didn't kill him. God forbid that I should take my own vengeance. Uh, I, and, and he goes out as the righteous one, I didn't kill you. But now, just a little while later, he's out wandering in the wilderness and Nabal won't fit, feed his men. And we should note that the, this this breach of hospitality um, is a grievous Eastern sin. So it seems strange to us David because the guy wouldn't give him a couple of things. is going to, you know, wipe out his whole clan. But we have to understand that sort of... Um, the, the significance of the breach of hospitality here. And so, but David is, is, and the, the key things that we saw last chapter in this chapter is last chapter, David has said, I won't take, avenge myself, but here he was going to avenge himself. And so Abigail is a, a heroine here who intervenes and with, with David intercedes and says, you know, forbid, you should avenge yourself. You know, you should, you are the Lord's anointed and God will avenge you. And so Abigail's intervention saves David from a, a thing that would probably have undermined his kingship. You probably, this is another test If we see David as a type of the Christian life. And we face this in our own life where we're daily, you know, angered by something. We want to strike back and, okay, I'm going to let them know. And we can, and, and just like David, we can kind of, you know, go back and forth from, you know, these moments of great Christian clarity where we don't, you know, strike back and don't take the advantage to take our own justice like David did with Saul to moments of visceral, reactive emotionality. We're ready to, you know, break the whole house down because our pride's offended. And we ought to be aware in ourselves where these temptations come up. And to note that, um again, in, in the theme of Luke, that is our walking the way of the cross, not avenging ourselves. So when we're wronged, when something happens that we are, you know, sort of comes at us or, uh, you know, that, that, that we feel you know, aggrieved or wronged, or, um, the, the key thing is to continue in the right, to continue in our prayer. And that kind of has us finish up with what but the psalm had to say, again, where the psalmist is is pleading for God to recognize the poor, those who, and this is sort of the, those who humbly follow God and are um, taken advantage of by those in power, the rich who can, you know, who can take advantage of them and take from them. And so the, the pr- perspective of the psalmist is the one who, who waits for God to avenge and, and um. It says at the end that in verse 19, Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the poor. Thou preparest their heart and thine ear hearkeneth to help the fatherless and the poor into their right. And this is the idea that in that, that God will eventually judge in righteousness. God will vindicate us. And we live in Christ as, as God's chosen. And we already enjoy that favor, that victory. And our key is to stay in that life for prayer and the life of faithfulness and righteous dealing that um, that anticipates that future verdict. And the main temptation, again, is to digress from that and, and to take avenge ourselves and so and therefore fall out of that favor. And this is why we were called to patiently endure and always focus on doing the right uh, as um You know, as as our as our um, colleague says for Trinity nine, grant us the spirit to think and do always such things as are right. And so as the spirit leads us into that, we affirm our justification and and God will 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 judge for us. Sometimes it takes a while and sometimes it takes till the end of time. But God will will judge righteously. So we'll uh, finish with the intercession of page 590 of the prayer book. Accept, all our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same, and his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands. They may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. Pause for people to remember their
3: intercessions.
0: And do thou the God of pity administer to them according to their several necessities for his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace for our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all this morning in prayer. Have a blessed day. Peace.
3: Thank, Thank you, Bishop Scarlet. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, kiddos.